Alleluia, Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. In the name of Jesus, amen. The Christian life is one of joy and sorrow. In fact, while the joyful words, Alleluia, Christ is risen, still echo here in this church, Christ's word cuts into that saying. You will weep and lament, and you will be sorrowful. And while we're filled with so much joy this Easter season, we hear the words of Lent and words of sorrow. While our souls delight in the truth of the resurrection, here in the midst of Easter, we're reminded of Christ's bitter suffering and death. And why? Why now? It's because Jesus is teaching us about the reality of the Christian life. Regardless of how you feel now in this moment, whether you're filled with great joy or burdened with woe, Jesus reminds us of a darkness that we just can't seem to shake, a blackness that we can't seem to get away from. There's no place we can go where sorrow won't find us, not even here at church four Sundays into Easter. And you have to realize that life doesn't get better as a Christian, not in the worldly sense of getting better. Countless scoundrels will gladly take your money if you want to hear that believing in Jesus will give you health, wealth, and success, and that your life will be great once Christ is in your life. But Jesus teaches us today the truth for free. He shows us that we should expect sorrow in this life even as a Christian. Uh, Excuse me. Especially as a Christian. We should expect this sorrow. In fact, as tears roll down your face, the world will ridicule you. And if you don't believe me, then you ask the prophets, the apostles, and the martyrs who all came before us. They wept, and the world laughed. And the same will go for you. When you're afflicted with trouble, the world sneers. Where's your God? Isn't he supposed to, you know, like, care about you or love you? Or answer your prayers or something? Isn't he supposed to do something about all of this woe and all of this tragedy that we see around us? Is is he busy? Isn't he supposed to make your life better somehow? And yet your life looks like it's worse than mine. The unbelieving scoffer loves nothing more than to see Christian families fall apart as a result of adultery and abuse. To see churches scatter because of scandal and fraud. To watch as the children of God turn against each other and gossip and slander and fight amongst each other. For them, it proves their point. Why pray? Why do good if no one does good to you? Why listen to God if he apparently doesn't listen to you? And these are the taunts that you'll receive when you suffer as one of God's children. When you have faith, this is the suffering that you're going to experience And the truth is that you suffer not because God has forgotten about you, but you suffer because you're still in this sinful and fallen world. You suffer, and the reason you mourn is that you're still in this world, this world of sin, this world of sickness, this world of disease, this world of death. You still live in this world full of temptations that constantly try to draw you away from the God who made you. You still live in a world that persecutes and insults the people of God. You still carry around your sinful flesh And you still desire what you shouldn't desire. And you still fail to do the things you know you should do. You have pain and sorrow because the devil is still the prince of this world. And his sights are still set upon your back. 
You have all the heartache and agony that Jesus said you would. You have it now, and you'll have it until your final day. And it's in these times that the devil likes to attack. It's at these times that he wants to kick you when you're down and pour salt in your wounds and tempt you to doubt. When you suffer, all the jeers of this world come rushing back to the front of your head. And this is when the devil tries to fill your mind with so much filth that you forget the promises of God. So much distraction, so many thoughts that you lose sight of what God has actually said. Satan entices us in the midst of sadness to turn inward, to curve in in on ourselves and to focus on our pain instead of the cross. He wants your thoughts to consume you your gloom to overwhelm you. And while you're dealing with all of this, he wants you to lose track of time. This is why sorrow oftentimes feels like an eternity and why suffering feels like it will never end. In fact, this is how depression works. For those who are depressed, it's not that they walk around every waking second in crippling emotional pain or that they're constantly thinking about ending their life. Rather, what happens is that when something tragic occurs in a brief moment of despair, in a split second of of tragedy, they get swallowed up in that dread and in that hopelessness. And in that brief span of time, they get so overwhelmed that it seems to them that that moment, though brief, is going to last forever. Even though they know very well that it shouldn't, that it won't. And they feel trapped in this moment. That's how that depression works, that in this moment when they fall, they fall hard, and, and they feel like all of their troubles and problems come rushing down at like an avalanche over their heads and as if this stuff is never going to go away. And this is the trick that the devil tries to catch us with. The temptation to think that our trouble will not come to an end. And this doesn't happen all at once or all in a moment. It's little by little, piece by piece, moment by moment, the devil wears you down. And over time, his lies begin to sound more and more true. The more you've suffered, the more he attacks. And while the pain that tears your heart apart is only for a brief moment. And while the moments of joy far outweigh your moments of sadness in the grand scheme of things, the devil waits by to make sure that when sorrow falls on you, it falls heavy with great weight. He wants every single second of sorrow to overwhelm you and crush you with despair. So what do you do when you feel this way? What do you do when you feel alone in your sorrow? And when you feel like it will never, ever come to an end, you listen to Jesus. And today he teaches you that you're not alone in this. That this intense moment of seemingly unending sorrow is something that every single Christian faces at some point in his life. The disciples were about to go through the same thing when Jesus was going to be crucified and buried. And that's what you heard in the gospel lesson for today when Jesus told them, Most assuredly, truly, truly, amen, I say to you that you will weep and you will lament, but the world will rejoice. And you will be sorrowful, but your sorrow will be turned into joy. So that they wouldn't fall into despair, Jesus promises them this. I will see you again, and your hearts will rejoice, and no one will take that joy from you. 
What Jesus is saying is essentially this. Look, when I've been betrayed and put to death, you're going to have this little while, this little moment of sorrow descend upon you. And you're going to be filled with doubt and despair as the Lord you love is brutally executed on the cross, as my body is placed into the grave, into a tomb. And it's going to feel like the end of the world for you. It's going to feel as if the meaning and purpose and reason of your life and existence has gone away and will never ever come back. You're going to feel like ending your life out of fear and sadness. But I promise you it will only be for a little while for a moment. And it's going to seem like your sorrow is going to last forever, but it won't. In that little moment, whatever you do, don't give in because it's only going to be a little moment of sorrow. And no matter how great your sorrow might seem, I promise you that your joy will be even greater. It's going to seem like nothing compared to the eternal joy that you'll have when when I rise from the dead and when you see my face again. That worry and fear and despair that you feel, it's not going to last forever. Rather, it's only going to be a moment, a blink of an eye compared to the forever, the never-ending peace that I give you when I've risen from the dead and have given you my victory. It's as if Jesus said these words to his disciples. And what Christ has taught his disciples, he teaches you here today. Whenever you experience these moments that never seem to end, Whenever you experience these little whiles that seem to go on much too long, whenever you get stuck in that moment of sorrow and sadness, remember that Jesus told you that this very moment would take place. And remember that he also promised to get you out of it. When your guilt and your pain overwhelm you, when temptation and sorrow tear you apart, Remember that this moment will pass away because he said it would. Christ will make it go away. He will make it pass and end. Remember that he will free you from this moment, from this little while that feels like forever. The little while of sorrow that the disciples felt while Jesus was still in the tomb was eclipsed by the never-ending joy when they saw his face. And what Jesus promised them, he promises to you here today. An everlasting joy when you will see his face. When he rose from the grave, he guaranteed you that the joy you will have in your father's arms will far outweigh all the sorrow that you've ever felt and gone through and experienced here in this life. When he baptized you into his holy name here at the font, that's when he assured you that all of your sorrow will be wiped away in a tidal flood and wave of his forgiveness. If your conscience is weighed down by guilt and shame and if it feels like it's going to last forever, know today that it won't. Jesus won't let it. He says up to here and no more. No matter how long it feels like you must deal with your isolation and loneliness, it will only be brief, a fleeting second compared to the eternal belonging that you will have in God with all of his saints. No matter how many temptations press down on your flesh, It will all come to a screeching halt when Christ comes down from his glorious throne to you. The time of testing won't last forever. This moment will pass just as Jesus promised it would. Your sorrow will end. It will end when you see his holy and glorious face. 
When you stand face to face with your God, that's when all of your problems, your sadness, your guilt, anxiety, and sorrow will melt away like wax before the fire. When you see his face, all your guilt and sin that haunts you, all your tribulation and anguish that chases after you will be like nothing but rubble under the soles of your feet. Like a pregnant woman whose tears of sorrow turn into tears of joy the moment she sees her baby's face. That's how the sorrow of this life will turn into joy everlasting. On that last day, all the little wiles of sadness will come to an end. Your sorrow will end, but your joy will not. On that day, Christ will lift his nail-pierced foot and stomp on the devil and all of his demons as he wipes away your tears, as he covers you under a weight of an unending, undying, unspeakable joy beyond all gladness, a joy that overwhelmingly surpasses the greatness of any sorrow or grief. St. Paul puts it this way, that your present suffering is not even worthy to be compared to the glory that God will reveal to you. It's more joy than you can ever comprehend, more joy than you can imagine, more wonder and more marvel than you can actually understand or handle at this moment. Jesus says, you will weep and lament and you will be sorrowful, but I will see you again and your hearts will rejoice and no one will take your joy from you. Amen. The peace of God which surpasses all understanding guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.